It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, David Locke with us, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. David, let's switch to basketball. Thanks for weighing in on that, though. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's an interesting discussion. Uh, what would you make out of, uh, out of game number five? Or is Cleveland still got a shot at this, or was just uh, just temporary until Golden State locks it down? I think there were a million outliers that happened, and there were some superhuman performances that I hope were really taking in and understanding how great what we saw last night was. Mm-hmm. I mean, just truly incredible stuff. Um, and so I don't think that it's a trendsetter, but does Cle- so now, but to answer your other question, does Cleveland have a chance? Absolutely. I mean, that, this whole series has made a, a dramatic, dramatic shift. There's um, no question that Cleveland probably is favored to win game six now. And you get to a game seven. I know that 101 of the, of the 130 game sevens or 120 have been whatever it is, but won by the home team. And so certainly Golden State is favored, but, Game sevens are also often won by the singular best player on the floor, and uh, the Cavaliers certainly have two guys that are capable of being the best player on the floor, as we saw last night. How big a difference and how big a loss would Andrew Bogut be going into game six and, if necessary, game seven? He's only been playing 12 to 15 minutes, but it's Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, that's 12 to 15 minutes matters, and he's been very impactful and had been great with rim protection. He's an incredible screen setter. Um, he there's a lot of things that he does. I think it's a very impactful injury that they don't have Andrew Bogut, and uh, and or it seems unlikely to have Andrew Bogut for the rest of the series. I don't trust Estes Azili at all, and I don't think Steve Kerr does either. Um, if you watch how they use him, and Anderson Verzhal not good. So while it has only been you know 12 to 16 minutes a night, and while a lot of people can talk about how the Warriors are negative when they have a true center on the floor. You know, they may be a lot more negative with one of those other centers on the floor. So I, I think it's a very significant injury, and it's why this Draymond Green suspension's a big deal. You just you just opened up the possibility of all sorts of things happening, and now they're happening. David Locke uh, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, talking a little bit uh, about the NBA Finals. Uh, David, uh, LeBron... Uh, what is at stake here? Tony and I had a long conversation uh, about his legacy. Uh, what do you think is at stake as far as his legacy goes in this series? Nothing. Zero? Truly nothing. Okay. Explain. Uh, I don't think he's going to be remembered as the best player in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, unless he wins like three more titles. So I, don't, I don't think he's going to go catch Jordan. Um, and I don't think losing the finals to the historically best team in the history of the game should reduce that he might be the second best player in the history of the game. Right. I think the toughest. So, oh, good. <clears throat> so I, I really feel as though, I mean, I get it. It's a talk show topic and it's an interesting conversation piece, but I really think if we're honest and, you know, if I were to 
host a talk show and open it up and say nothing and then be quiet for three hours, it would suck. So I got that. Um, but I really think in this sense that it's a non, it's a non conversation piece. And if people are trying, I don't understand the quest by fans and media at times to devalue greatness. I don't understand that at all. So if LeBron loses to the Golden State Warriors and won 73 games who are better than his Cleveland Cavaliers and someone wants to turn that into a negative to LeBron, to me that's a very conscientious effort to try to devalue greatness, and I don't get it. The theory that I have on that is that they believe LeBron James was the only person that was even capable of accomplishing what Michael Jordan accomplished. And so they put it at a bar that is six titles, being the best player in the league for that many years, and being able to lead their team without home court, with home court, uh, you know, unique situations and rosters to win titles. And so the standard they hold him at is at such a high level that I think then they don't realize they are taking greatness away or devaluing the greatness that is a guy like LeBron. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls teams, I feel pretty comfortable that if LeBron had played and changed places with Michael, that the Bulls probably would have still won all six titles. Go back. Go back and look at the rosters Cleveland were in the NBA Finals with. Oh, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. I mean, I think it was like Anthony Parker and Anderson Verjao. No, the 07 team was terrible. And you, if anybody else can name three other players on that roster, they deserve, like, tickets to a bees game. <laughs> I mean, they deserve a prize. <laughs> no, they, they were not favored in that series. And I don't think that going to the finals and losing hurts him. I actually think – I don't think that should be counted against somebody. I think if you lose in the – I've never understood that. It's like, so if he would have lost in the East finals, this would not have been as bad. Um, I think LeBron – with it, okay, being in the finals, I think he's lost one series ever where I would consider his team the favorite. One. And that was 11. Everything else, he's won the series. Won one when he was favored and lost, and won one when he was not favored, actually. I, mean, I just think the fact that you can put a guy on a roster and you automatically go to the NBA finals is insane. It is. I mean, he, he's he's done it six times in a row now. There's no doubt about it. David, we're we're up against it a little bit. Thank you very very much for coming on. It was good to see you last Friday at uh, Bowler's tournament as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's great. Congratulations to Craig on the success of that tournament. That's really that's a neat event. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov, and I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday. We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.